0: Charles and Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talkin' Boys in partnership with SB As always, hello.
1: Oh, hello! I am so ready to enter the bird gauntlet today. Listen, or to not today, but you know, this week, this week, and this by weekend. Enter, you mean win?
0: Already, like getting off on the right foot. It feels like very like Hogwarts. E. S- no,
1: like I feel like we're going into what is it? I was about to say the, the try wizard tournament.
0: It's a try wizard <laughs> tournament of the NFL with birds. But we're going to win, <laughs> and we're not going to be like, what's his name, um, Twilight dude? He, he, oh, don't
1: was, talk about the dead guy, yeah, listen, Oliver.
0: I'm, I'm saying, that was really sad. That
1: was his really name, right, Oliver? Wow, I haven't watched Harry Potter in a hot minute. That's going to need to be a thing that I do this weekend.
0: We're straight lightning bolt season this weekend, and yeah. we're going to win the dang thing. We're about to go HP in this B. Quote us. So obviously we're excited for week two. And um, we are not discouraged by last weekend. We just need to. Make sure you know what? I'm clear. real. I
1: feel like this Monday or this week, I should say. I didn't feel like there are weeks where you get that beat down, and you're just like, "Yeah, this ruined my entire week." I woke up on Monday morning, and I was like, "You know what? It's not over." No. Like this, that was just a that was our preseason game that counted for something. It's fine. Exactly.
0: <laughs> like, listen, Everson Griffin, a season that was like offsides maybe a trillion times, very unusual for him, and that's just how I know we're getting
1: into the groove. And when we are in the groove, better watch out.
0: Right. Like this is like you meant, like you said, Meg. This is our preseason. I ain't worried that counted,
1: about it. but like. It's okay.
0: I hope we don't regret this later. There's fifteen
1: there's fifteen more games.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we seem to sweep them all. It's fine. Um, so we've got Hedrick by our side. Yeah, we're good. We we got we got the bird. Speaking yeah. of birds.
1: Birds uh, birds against birds. birds bird against on bird crimes. We are
0: facing <laughs> 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 We are facing the Atlanta Falcons this weekend. I've said it several times this week. I think there's like very eerie. Similarities between the two teams and the fan bases. Um, again, a secondary that's kind of suspect at times. Their corners more. Well, yeah, I mean, their corners are entire secondary. This is no shade against the guys. I love you, but I'm just. Hey, they're learning the past. their babies. It's you know. Yeah. It's a thing. We got Dixie in here. He's gonna go ahead and make some moves and, and you know up the ante. But uh, our our you know the middle of the the middle of the field in terms of the defense, has been a little bit maimed, which is not ideal, especially with the news of Sean Lee, and he's going to be out longer than we thought. So I don't feel as confident on that side of the ball, so I'm really hoping that, you know... the Team 40-burger, kicking into the, the gear, baby. The front four or whatever defensive look we put out there is really going to go ahead and pressure Matt Ryan so he doesn't even have time to even give it to the guys down the field and they just go ahead and stop the run. So I feel like... We have a good chance of winning this game this weekend, but I am definitely – I have some concerns.
1: I certainly feel good about our chances as well. Um, But, yeah, it does – there are a lot of things on the defensive side of the ball that worry me. Honestly, I think – I felt like towards the end of the game, like Dak was heating up. Like, I feel good about that, like our offense going into this game, which is going to be good because considering while we have a – iffy secondary they too have an iffy secondary right so like i think we can really take advantage of that and like that could be um a strong part of our game so i will be looking forward to team 40 burger team
0: 40 burger so on that note i have to say meg that i feel like as as disappointed as I was in the Cowboys' offense for not putting up more than 17 points this last week, especially in light of the fact that we are very much Team 40-burger, and I believe that to my core. I, it's going to come. I feel like we're going to get one step closer this weekend, so I'm going to go ahead and project the Cowboys to win. I have them scoring in the 30s, and I went ahead and said this. Woo. Give me 34-31 Cowboys because it's still game two. And in light of the fact that we didn't have a preseason, I'm going to give the the Falcons a few more points than maybe I normally would. And I'm going to go ahead and say, Cowboys have a handful of touchdowns, and then Greg the leg, and I know this is shocking to you, that I am giving our special teams our kicker. He's going to make this game for us. He's going to redeem my disdain in special teams and all things kickery. Wow, that is
1: a hot take for you. Quote me. Wow. Quote me. She she
0: never bets on a kicker, so I'm like,
1: I'm really shook by this, honestly. You're welcome.
0: It's a very, I can't decide if I'm like, if I'm delusional or if I'm dreaming or if I really, I, I, I'm, I'm kidding, I feel strongly about this. Bless
1: so up. while I am on team 40 burger, um, we're just, we're, we're gearing up there. We're not there yet. We will get there. Um, my prediction is going to be 28-21 okay. Cowboys. Okay. I feel like it's going to be a shootout. I see a, um, this is my hot take. A C.D. Lamb touchdown, baby. Hey,
0: do you see what she just did there? Because I hope so. I want it. I need it. It's going to happen. Well, here's the thing. I don't know if you know this about us. And there's no reason it shouldn't happen. There's say? no reason. And we're big on manifesting. and Manifesting I, it. You're like It's going to happen, so you're welcome in advance, Greg and CD. We just went ahead and made great games for you. So yeah. when we score all the points, and also when your fantasy teams are just rocking, you know who to call and who to But make. if they aren't, don't call me. Exactly. It only <laughs> works one way. That's
1: the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's um, how this goes. I don't want to hear. Uh, don't take this is unsolicited advice. Don't just don't take it.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you don't want it. But if you do and it works out, that was all me. Yep. Exactly. Precisely. Um, so Meg, I know you and I have been doing this for a few months now, and I don't know about you. I've been doing. I've been enjoying it. I have. to say. I've been loving it. You're okay to hang out with. And I guess, yeah, I, I guess mean, if we have
1: to hang out every day, have to, you know, then we might as well, like, put some of it on tape. I was, was going <laughs> to
0: say, like, not like we weren't doing this anyways, but, like, we <laughs> might as well, like, put this on record. Um, so, as it turns out, our boss's boss's boss, Gina Kelly, is... A, a queen. A queen, badass, all the things. She is the associate director of NFL team brands for SB Nation. She's also based in Atlanta and uh, a Falcons writer. At the Falcoholic. great name.
1: Yeah, I I like the name. I will say I was shook by her um, for a couple reasons. I guess I should have expected her to be, like, everything and more. But, like, when I had all these questions written down, and, like, she would answer one question, but answer, like, 15 in, like, one question. And I was like, cool. Well, I got nothing for you. Uh, You answered it all.
0: You're the best. And... I, I can't. Bow down. Bow yeah, down. Truly. I bow down. Truly. So, we got the chance to hang out with Gina for a little bit and chat and dissect all things this upcoming weekend's matchup. Like Meg mentioned, super insightful. A uh, lot of great questions that we threw her way, and I would I would dare to say vice versa. So, you guys go ahead and give it a listen. I do want to say, we do have three segments of this show today. Let me be very clear. We do. Uh, you're listening to the first. If you didn't realize that by now, um, The segment is second segment. Excuse me. Is Gina and the third? Well, we went ahead and took it upon ourselves to go ahead and bring some of our friends and and do a little. Uh, yeah, are, are it's my
1: sister's birthday weekend, so we are having very like we have few friends over that we have been have kept in our bubble. Yep. And so um, we are imbibing. We are enjoying. We are going to whine about it <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, if you're interested in our hot hot hottest takes yeah un- unfiltered takes go ahead and tune in to segment three of said show we're excited about it we've got some new voices that you've probably seen in our timelines on social media and also if you are a subscriber to frontrunner they have been partaking in said things but we're gonna go ahead and put them on record record this time around and it's a fun one hope you guys enjoy but in the interim gina kelly coming up next the queen all right joining us now we have gina kelly the associate director nfl team brands and our boss's boss's boss so um the big woman in charge sb nation gina thanks for joining us
2: Thank you so much for having me. And I just want to let you know that if you hear oinking, it is my French bulldog puppy. It is not me. (laughs) He literally sounds like a pig right now, so.
1: Oh, my God. I need to see a picture.
2: Yeah, she is
0: a real cutie. She is a handful, but she is very cute. Um, If you hear oinking, it's just me because it's lunchtime. So when we're recording this, (laughs) if we're just in in the spirit of handing out disclosures, let me just be very clear on what that looks like on my front. <laughs> um, So you guys, obviously, you know, Meg and I are a team. Cowboys, Gina, despite being our boss, is also an Atlanta fan. Does a lot of work for the Falcoholic as well. So you can find her work over on.
1: By the way, on- shouts out to that name. Great
0: name. Such Great a name. Really one of the better SB
2: Nation blog names, in my opinion. I am a little bit biased, but I do love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm good for it. It is. I have to tell you though, not that I'm very conflicted, but technically, I guess. I'm one of those people that carries a lot of teams. Like I, I like to claim um, I have affinities for many of the, uh, many of the sporting teams. I was born in Atlanta and I grew up there. I, I mean, I didn't grow up there. I lived there for like 10 years. So I feel like technically Atlanta is number three on my teams of, I don't want to necessarily see them lose, but I have to hopefully see them lose this weekend. But, you know, I don't hate them. Like maybe I hate Philadelphia, if you know what I mean.
2: Sure, of course. I mean, I hate the New Orleans Saints more than anything in this world, Yes, but I, you know, I like the Cowboys fine, and, you know, they've had a few Buckeyes on that team, and I'm an Ohio State fan, so that makes it easier to like them. I really, really like Dak Prescott. Um, I like Mike McCarthy as a coach, and so, you know, it's hard for me to dislike the Cowboys, too. I would like to beat the Cowboys this week, I just don't think it's very realistic. (laughs)
0: So let's actually dive into that because that's what I want to pick your brain about. Um, I think that the narrative heading into this season has been a lot of question marks, obviously a shortened training camp. There has been a lack of any preseason whatsoever. So the amount of nebulous talk around the identity of these teams going into week one was through the roof. I don't feel like week two, we have We have more clarity, but I still feel like there's some uncertainties because quite frankly, I feel like week one served as a bit of a preseason for some of these teams and some of these players, you've got new guys in the, in the building operating at new positions and making mistakes and doing things that maybe they wouldn't have done if they had had a little bit more time under their belt. So can you give us an idea of, you know, truly who this falcons team is this year and what you can what you can glean from what you've been able to see thus far last year was not ideal seven and nine second in the nfc south not what you guys were looking for but you you, it's you seem to get a couple good off-season pickups um game one coming out of seattle take the l but you know some some learning objectives if you will heading into this game against the cowboys upcoming weekend Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I do think that even though I completely agree with you about the preseason feel of week one for a lot of teams, um, and the Falcons certainly included, the offense was firing on all cylinders, and I think that that is this team's offensive identity. When you look at the talent that they have on that side of the ball, Matt Ryan is, I think, a very underrated quarterback. He, I don't think, gets the credit that he deserves for being. uh, He reminds me, actually, and this is a conversation that I've had with, RJ before but he does remind me kind of of Tony Romo because I don't think that Romo was ever fully appreciated for his skill and his consistency obviously injuries hampered like hindered his career but um, I feel like Matt Ryan's kind of in the same boat where he's seen as kind of a second tier guy he's seen as a guy who can't quite get it done but the numbers that he puts up are downright gaudy at times I mean and, and that was certainly the case against the Seahawks and then with the talent that they have in the receiving core, I think that Russell Gage having over 100 yards last week kind of surprised people. But Gage has always been a guy who had that kind of potential. Julio Jones is one of the best in the league, period. And then um, Calvin Ridley is also excellent. I think that on most other teams, he would be the, the top guy on the depth chart. He is very, very talented. And so adding Todd Gurley to that mix. And I think that we saw some really promising things from him against Seattle. I just think that the, the offensive um, ceiling is very high. And so the issue with the Falcons is they are the same team that they have been for the past few years. And that is a really strong offense and a middling to poor defense. And that was the issue against the Seahawks. It was exactly what I was afraid of when they um, were going into that game and they've, Honed in on the run and I knew that Russell Wilson was going to be able to take advantage of that I I started DK Metcalf and DFS because I expected him to do exactly what he did against the Falcons. And so, especially going into a game against the Cowboys where there's so much talent in the receiving core. You know tight ends a little bit up in the air because of injuries, but um, and then obviously Ezekiel Elliott um, go bucks. He is a powerhouse. And so going into this game, they're going to have to focus on the run again, which I think is going to create the same kinds of opportunities for Dak and the receiving core in the passing game. And so that's the thing that concerns me most the most about this matchup.
0: So I I listened to you name off all of the different elements of this Atlanta Falcons team and I can't help but draw conclusions and some similarities to this Dallas Cowboys team that we have coming into 2020. I mean, I'm looking at your your receivers from the Seattle game and you said it right, like everyone talks a lot about Julio Jones. How can you not? I mean, he's the guy that takes the top off the defense and he's just an outstanding Pro Bowl all, all-time receiver. But you 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 you're gonna double him most likely. You take him mm-hmm. away, but then you have to deal with the Calvin Ridley's, the Russell Gages. I mean, even Hayden Hurst, you know, mm-hmm. is a guy that could could make an impact. So you've yeah. got three guys right there who had over 100 yards receiving, and then you add in Todd Gurley, who, granted, he's had some injury issues in the past, but mm-hmm. let's let's face it, he's still Todd Gurley. That looks a lot like a Dallas Cowboys offense, if you will. <laughs>
2: I think that there are a lot of parallels between these two teams. And I would even include Mike McCarthy and comparing him to Dan Quinn, where I think that they have very similar leadership styles. And I think that they have very similar philosophies. And so, you know, you can also expect them to uh, come out with a, a very, um, you're not going to be terribly surprised by any elements of either of these guys' game plans. And so, yeah, I think that there are a lot of, a lot of lines that you can draw between
0: these two teams. The one thing I did note, too, I was watching Dan uh, Quinn's press conference, and I think, again, a- additional parallels to draw between these two teams, it seems like the secondary is a place where they don't have a ton of confidence right now, and obviously, Russell Wilson is a is a, a seasoned vet who can, can really exploit those defensive looks when you give him the opportunity to identify what you've got in place. And it seems as though that secondary, you know, he was able to carve them up pretty well at times. Uh, Do you feel like that the Falcons are going to be able to make the necessary adjustments? Again, acknowledging the fact that the Cowboys have the multi-dimensional offense with with the run game, but also you can't ignore these three receivers who are going to be running right downfield the entire time.
2: You know, in the Falcons secondary, the strength is the safeties. Um, Keanu Neal and uh, Ricardo Allen are both very good. Demonte KZ actually played more snaps than Allen at free safety last week, which was surprising. But KZ also, he's a ball hawk, um, you know, was tied at the top of the NCAA in his final college season for interceptions, um, led the league in interceptions. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before because time is a flat circle now. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that that's their strength and the the weakness um is definitely the cornerbacks. And so the you know, they've lost Desmond Trufant, who was a first-round draft pick for them a few years ago. Um, Trufant was – he was another one of those guys that I don't feel ever got enough credit. He was very steady. You know, he didn't have as many picks as people would like, but there's more to cornerback play than interceptions. Um, He was very good at deflecting the ball, and he was so good in coverage that a lot of times opposing quarterbacks didn't even bother to look in his direction. And so losing him is a real blow. Isaiah Oliver has taken over. And he is a guy who's still kind of developing. And then um, Kendall Sheffield, who was a draft pick out of Ohio State a couple of years ago, Go Bucks yes. again. Sorry, I have to do that on every. No,
0: I love it. My, my dad's family is Ohio State alums too. So, like, I'm here for the Go, back, go Bucks action. They're another one on my team. So, continue. Excellent.
2: Excellent. But yeah, so uh, having so Kendall is currently in a walking boot, and obviously, I I do not expect him to be able to play this week. So they're also very thin in terms of depth and experience. And so that, again, is very, very concerning to me going into a game against Prescott and these receivers. Yeah.
1: Something that's concerning to me is a tack McKinley against our O line. Uh, Mm -hmm. How scared do I need to be?
2: You know, Tack is a guy who can run hot and cold. Um, and I know you guys potentially have a replacement player starting along the offensive line. And I cannot remember off the top of my head, which position. No one but,
0: can. It's fine. Okay. Well
2: then perfect. <laughs> perfect. Um, I, I just think back to, you know, I'm sure that your listeners will not enjoy me bringing this up, but a couple of years ago um, it was a yep. game, the Falcons versus Cowboys in the Georgia Doman. We'll
1: never forget that.
2: Yeah. Adrian Claiborne, who's one of my favorite Falcons of all time had just a monster game. Um, Claiborne was a much more consistent rusher and was able to generate much more consistent pressure than Tack is. Tack is, he's a guy who can run hot and cold. And so, I mean, his talent is there um you know the speed is there his skill set is there but whether or not he can apply that consistently enough to really be disruptive is the question that we kind of have hanging around him going into every week and you know I thought that he had a pretty decent game against Seattle um and but again obviously like it's so weird to even try to wrap my mind around this without any kind of preseason games because we're working off of one week and other than that you know his performance to date since he was drafted and so based on that information I just and concerned that he tends to run hot and cold.
0: Well, Tack McKinley is a familiar face for the Dallas Cowboys fans. If you remember in 2017, he actually was, a potential draft target, and the Falcons moved up and snagged him. And the Cowboys ended up selecting Taco Charlton instead. Unfortunately, we all know how that did okay. for Cowboys Nation. Um, But yeah, I think Meg, that's a great point. Tack is an interesting person to be watching this upcoming se- this game, if you will. I-, I was reading a report. I mean, the-, the the Falcons didn't pick up his fifth year option, and so this is kind of a do or die year for him. And and not that he wasn't motivated before, but. I, I, he has a reason to be going out there and, and truly applying his skill sets to be as disruptive as possible. And whenever you have the potential areas on the Cowboys O-line, I mean, you mentioned it, Gina, Terrence Steele at the right tackle yeah. position. There's not a lot of confidence there. And I think that it's very feasible- kind of got exposed <laughs> Yeah, to be, to be for, you can expect defensive coordinators to be trying to exploit that position for sure.
2: Yeah, and I think that they tend to try to do that anyway because, you know, you know, classic football wisdom is to put your best tackle on the left side, which is something that I've been questioning for the last few years because defensive coordinators do tend to scheme then against a perceived weakness on the right side. Um, so I feel like you ought to be just as concerned about the strength of your right tackle as you are your left tackle. But yeah, I, I would honestly, along the Falcons' defensive line, I, another name that I would keep an eye on and be concerned about is Grady Jarrett. He's very disruptive up the middle. And he's just a really, he's he's arguably the best defender that the Falcons have. And so um, that's another guy who could really cause some problems for the Cowboys' offensive line.
0: Well, um, that's concerning. Don't love that. <laughs> uh, Can't wait. <laughs> Uh, i like to sit here and be like really thrilled about this, but I'm not, Gina. It's fine. Um, I do want to talk about a stat that I've seen a lot tossed around in this um, week one, week two transition. Pre-snap motion has been a topic of discussion that we've seen a lot about on the interwebs right now. And unfortunately, um, or fortunately for the sake of conversation, the Cowboys and the Falcons are uh, below at the lower end of that list. Dallas ranks 26 and the Falcons are 31. So I feel like they're doing well at doing poorly at this, um, Mm -hmm. thoughts on, on that, that topic at hand, does it concern you? Do you feel like you'll see, um, some adjustments in the opposite direction come Sunday or is just kind of par for the course with how this team is trying to figure out their identity going into this season?
2: You know, what I would love to see is more pre-snap motion from guys like Julio Jones. The unfortunate thing is that Dirk Cutter is the Falcons offensive coordinator and he has very little imagination and (laughs) is very, very set in his ways. And so that's something that's really frustrating uh, for Falcons fans in general. And we obviously were very familiar with what we were getting in Dirk Cutter. Who was the Falcons offensive coordinator before and was just as vanilla and bland? And so, I mean, it's just like, yeah, if something didn't work before, why not try it again? That seems like an awesome idea. Right. Great strategy. So, yeah, I do not expect that to change for Atlanta. Dirk is pretty one dimensional. And when you, like, we've already discussed the talent that the Falcons have at the offensive skill positions, and it just seems so silly to not use that more creatively, but he, I really do not anticipate that he will.
0: I think for me, it it came as a surprise to see the Cowboys. I think just in general, um, this offense coming out of the gate, there was so much talk with Kellen Moore and him being empowered to be creative. And you saw, you know, all these, insinuations during training camp from the beat writers out at practice that oh man you're going to see some different looks this year and like more ways they're going to use Tony Pollard and Zeke and in the receiving game and blah 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 and then you come out on Sunday and my favorite tweet that someone sent me was if you had blindfolded me I would not have known if this was a Jason Garrett era team or Mike McCarthy era team and I think that's a valid a valid point especially with what we've seen in week one and and you would hope that Um, they'd make some adjustments and try to at least be a little less predictable coming into this upcoming game. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think it's worth acknowledging that, guys, this is the same offensive coordinator that we had last year. So, (laughs) you know, I get it, like his new head coach, and maybe he is empowering him to be creative more, but it literally is the same exact guy that we had last season. So. Yeah, if anyone's on the hot seat. I'm not sure if we are we should be as surprised as we are, or maybe we were putting too much stock in him being confined to the the comfort zones of Jason Garrett and his offense mentality mm-hmm. It's just an interesting kind of thing to look into. I don't know. um i'm I am definitely. Feeling confident, but not as confident as I would have liked um, going into this game. Do you have any predictions on how you see this, this ultimately shaking out in your mind?
2: You know, based on what we what we saw from both of these teams in week one, um, you know, I think that the Rams are a really difficult team, and especially going on the road for the first week of the season and after the weirdest offseason of our lifetimes, Um I think that that was a very tough matchup. The Falcons, on the other hand, were at home. There's just really no excuse. I this could I'm afraid that this could get pretty ugly for the Falcons. Um, you know, I know that I saw that our defensive coordinator Raheem Morris said today that, you know, they had focused too much on the run and that opened up too many opportunities in the passing game. And I mean, I could have told him that, and <laughs> that's why I put Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf in my DFS lineup because that's exactly what I expected. And so, um, yeah, I just don't, I don't see the Falcons secondary having a good day, especially the cornerbacks against this receiving core. This one could get out of hand fast. And I especially think that if they're not able to get much going on the ground against the Cowboys, this could get ugly. No. So, yeah, if you want a score prediction, I'm going to say, you know, uh, maybe 28-17 Cowboys. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
1: that's like even it even a little closer than that, honestly.
2: Well, the Falcons really—they've got—they've got my irritation in midseason. <laughs>
1: so, well, and maybe that's mine too because I was like, "This is going to be a shootout. We're going to be lucky if we uh, top them by like three points."
0: <laughs> so. Meg, where's your head at in terms of this game, based on kind of just the way the 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 Nuggets we've been able to glean from uh, Gina thus far? Um.
1: I mean, I think we discussed this a little bit earlier. They're, they're just so similar. It's going to be, like, I'm, I'm thinking shootout because specifically based on struggling secondaries on both sides of the ball with good receiving cores, um, I think it'll be, I don't think it'll be a high scoring game.
0: I have to say, I think that the first half will reflect that, but I definitely think that the Cowboys will make some adjustments, and I do think they're going to take the win this this weekend. I think one thing of note too that'll be interesting to kind of pay attention to is it was again another topic of conversation for both teams is it didn't really pan out for them is the analytics talk. Um, you know, there are several opportunities for the Falcons to you know make conversions and, and some potential impacts in the scoring game that they relied on analytics and didn't pan out for them. And obviously the same thing happened with the Cowboys. I think Dan Quinn put it best. He said, he said, listen, it's, it's something for us that uh, we, wait, he had an exact quote. Okay. He said analytics is on top. I'm sorry. I'm messing this up entirely. <laughs> it's literally, uh, oh, he says analytics is on tap, but not on top. There it is. I, I So basically his mindset is, taking them into consideration, but not letting them fully rule the game and his instincts when he's like in the moment. Um, So uh, needless to say, I think it's going to be interesting because you've got, like you mentioned earlier, Gina two head coaches that have some similarities and some similar mindsets, which I think will end up panning out to be some interesting football.
2: I think that it will be. Um, And it's just nice to have football back in general, even if the Falcons are bad. So I am looking forward to it. Nonetheless,
0: listen, you and me, both my friend, I will just watch bad football all day, even if it is football. So now we have college potentially coming back. Like, listen, <laughs> I am, I could not be happier. Sports are happening. Things are happening. And I'm just, I'm just, I couldn't be, I couldn't be in a better position. Well, Gina,
1: I do want to know about um, your thoughts on, he was uh, my pet cat while he was here on the Dallas Cowboys. And while I'm not firmly on uh, team fullback, uh, the Cowboys are not. And y'all have Keith Smith down there. I saw that he started. Um, How do you feel with how they're utilizing him?
2: You know, I think that it's pretty interesting because they have not really been team fullback for a few years. We had one of my favorite Falcons players of all time, Patrick DeMarco. And then once he was gone, they really didn't replace that position. So I'm excited to have him there. As far as how they're using him, I have a lot of questions with how the Falcons use the guys in their backfield <laughs> in general. <laughs> I feel like, and obviously, you know, that all works together with the offensive line and how they're blocking and if they're able to open holes for guys, which they haven't really been able to. So that's why I'm excited about Smith because he should be able to help with that. But yeah, I mean, I think that they're probably still underutilizing him. Um, but I feel that way about their running backs in general and everybody in that backfield.
0: <laughs> well, You heard it here first we've got three votes for the Dallas Cowboys getting a win in the first portion of the bird gauntlet I for one am all on board for us to just go ahead and take this trophy especially after watching the Philadelphia Eagles this past weekend I feel good about our odds and then hopefully Baltimore just has a flub down the road but we'll get there when we get there. the
1: one that worries me is based off of the the Falcon Seahawks game so
0: (laughs) we'll see. see you soon Russell <laughs> we'll see um, Gina thank you so much for joining us tell the people where they can find you at so they can hang out and talk all things NFL and Falcons
2: great yes thank you for having me um, you can find me on Twitter at Gina Thomas that's my name before I got married this May it's J-E-A-N-N-A and you can find my work on SBNation.com occasionally and on the Falcoholic occasionally when I'm not busy doing other stuff I'm also the co-host of the Falcoholic podcast, which we'll be previewing um, our, this game with RJ later tonight, and that should be on the site tomorrow. And I am the co-host of a new fantasy DFS and gambling podcast on SBNation.com called Football Cheat Sheet. So that drops on Friday mornings, and please check that out and uh, join our DFS league and play along with us there.
0: Boom. You guys heard it here first. Thanks, Shayna, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. take's coming you heard it here first don't say we didn't warn you it's going down i'm here to whine about it kelsey and meg were back you may know a familiar face who's joining us At the moment. And by joining, I mean roped in with no decision whether or not he can participate. So, um, David, welcome.
3: Is it a face or a voice? Like, Listen. Okay. Semantics. Hi. We
0: ain't worried about it. Hey, hi. And also, we have a very special guest joining us today. One, Mitchell Taylor. You guys may have seen his amazing lines across the Twitterverse, but (laughs) if you don't know, he also delivers mad intellect. In Frontrunner Weekly, Mitchell, welcome to the C-Boys podcast, GTB Mitchell Nation. Mitchell on the
1: pod.
4: Thank you for having Mitchell me. Uh, big pod. Cowboy Homer here. Let's go.
0: <laughs> Ready for some hot, hot takes. All right, guys. So what I really wanted to do right now is give our most unbiased but very biased takes. Extremely biased. Going into This the is weekends. Homer
1: hour. If you're not a Homer,
0: get out. Get out. We don't have time for you. Delete this right now. Except for actually keep it I hope you
1: enjoyed the first part, but like, just, this is Homer Hour. Leave it for the homers.
0: Go ahead and keep it running so we have the rates and the reviews. And go ahead and give a five star. It's fine. But don't listen. It's fine. Whatever you want. Cool.
1: If you don't want Homer Hour, get up.
0: Um, So we're heading into week two. And obviously not the start that we wanted. We've discussed this multiple times. If you listen to any sorts of sports radio or content, you know, we would have preferred the Cowboys would have won. Um, I
1: believe that I got a text from Mitchell that said, sell my car, sell my dog, Something sell my along those Sell
4: lines. my truck, sell my house. You know, listen, I am Cowboy Homer to the highest degree. 100%. but And after that loss, I was not that mad, as I've as I really? told... As I told the it's, people in the ha- as told the people Mitch. in this room here, don't I'm Mitch. not that mad. Why? You know, uh, you know, if we go back to the fourth and three call, you know, you had the fourth and three, you went for it, you missed, you didn't take the points. You wanted to coach for ten years to go to uh, not be conservative and go for it, and look what happened. It bit you. But you know what? You built an offense. You drafted a guy that is a stud wide receiver. That's not a coaching call. That's on your offense. So honestly, that's on your receivers. That is on your offense. If you can't make it happen, then you know what? It's fine. I can live with that at the end of the day. I know that now I got a coach that goes for it, and I'm happy, and I'm I'm content with that.
1: Wow. I wasn't ready to be like consoled, but I'm so here for it. Truly. I
0: honestly, so what you're saying is we're team analytics.
4: You know what? I I don't know if we're team analytics or not, but another thing, you're not going to face Aaron Donald every week. True. We faced one of the toughest uh, defensive linemen in the league, probably the best, definitely the best player in his position, might be the best player in the league. Easily. To some people. Um, You're not going to face him every week. You know, we got bit by it. The first first game in the McCarthy era, uh, it was chalked up as a loss, but I, I don't... I don't discredit the uh, the cowboy offense, or I don't uh, discredit the um, the call to go for it. I think it was the right call, and um, I'm I'm not upset. So Dave, I
0: couldn't, think I you and be happier yeah, Dave's over here like gleaming. It's disgusting. Anyways, <laughs> he's like, this is my belief. So That's Dave, right. I've heard a lot of talk from you this week about the concept of this defensive line that the Falcons have that. You just might think they could potentially have a few players that line up and could stack up better than the ones that we faced in L.A. this past weekend. How confident are you in the, the Cowboys' ability to face these potential mismatches heading into the weekend?
3: I thought this was Homer time. Yeah, like, this is Homer do time. This you
1: want me this to be a Homer? This is
0: where you're going to go Homer.
1: Okay, Homer? yeah, sure. Here's the problem with Dave is that Dave's not a Homer. He doesn't get the cue. I'm like, here's the point where you're like, listen, Terrence Steele, my man! Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's not confidence. The I problem is that Dave isn't isn't gonna lie and like pander. We I I'll pander because that's yeah. how I feel, but it's not actually pandering if that's how I feel, right? Alright, go.
0: Here's let me retract everything I just said. Go ahead and pander. Here's your here's the floor. Okay. I Make struggle our ego, make us feel good. Yeah.
3: It's a pretty good bet, regardless of whether or not he practiced. I like Tyron Smith's gonna play and Terrence Steele is a rookie, but they'll give him some help. So, I, I mean, the, the 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 Rams' pass rush didn't sink the Cowboys. Like, that's not why they lost on Sunday. They didn't lose because they didn't have time to throw the ball. So, oh. if the Rams can't get home, or, sorry, if the Rams didn't do enough to wreck the Cowboys, then the Falcons won't be able to either. So, yeah.
4: Can I ask you a question on that? Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know if this was a Marinelli thing, but... Why can the Cowboys' defense – why are, do we look so bad and get so burnt by the screen pass?
3: That's a fantastic question. I think it's because they they overrun. Um, they get – they. I mean, like literally the purpose of a screen, like they get sucked up by the misdirection and forget about what's happening after the fact. To be fair – and all right, if we're, if we're doing Homer Hour – Let's go. The defense was a lot better after halftime. was in the like honestly the first two drives were a disaster they
1: came out and got punched in the nose the
3: first Megan's totally right the first two drives were an utter failure and everything else was fine I mean the Rams scored seven points after halftime true 20 points on the day if you tell me that every opponent's going to score 20 points I assume the Cowboys are going to win a lot of games because their offense should be better than they were the other night so you're right They played it terribly at the beginning. I think they overran everything. Hopefully they can learn from that, stay home a little bit better, handle their assignments. That's my answer.
0: Wow. Wow. Or if
3: I'm a homer, I'm just like, they're not going to allow another touchdown. JK. Ever again. Yes, yes they
0: are. This secondary is a lock. You see the wide receiver in the backfield? I digs it.
3: First team to (laughs) four. First team to forty five
0: wins,
3: <laughs> all the time. First team to forty five wins.
0: Mitch, so I want to get your thoughts more because I just feel like yes. we need you on the mic a little bit more. Talk I about, absolutely need you on the mic. Talk about week two, Atlanta Falcons, the first stage of the bird gaunt. Bird. The bird gauntlet. Bird gauntlet. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Bird gauntlet. <laughs> Words are hard. Sorry. Alcohol helps. <laughs> Whatever. Cheers. We're sponsored. By no one, but we're available. I am available. Continue. What are your thoughts heading into the weekend? Where are you feeling confident? Where are you concerned? You know, are, are, are you feeling good about the Cowboys coming out of this season home opener with a win? Lay it on us.
4: Well, first of all, we live in Texas, so we grill birds where we come from. So, Hello. you know, that's where, first and foremost, that's where I come from. Just so from. we're clear. Uh, second of all, as far as concerns... Um, and, and I'd like to get y'all's take on this. Um, obviously the, besides the, 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 uh, the two big plays, if you want to call it the fourth and three, uh, in, uh, in game one or the OPI, you know, whatever, I think that that might've highlighted game one, but really we got to take away the injuries and what happened, you know, you, you lost, you lost LVE, uh, in Leighton Van and you also, um, you know lost uh Blake Jarwin. So I I I don't know. I mean to me if you tell me what was the bigger loss ver, uh in the defense or uh, the offense. Personally, I I think it's in um I think it's Leighton Vander is the biggest loss. 100% right now honestly in that defense. I don't know
0: yeah. if Dave agrees with you. I don't know. I, I don't. It's I, I agree. Okay. Go go up. No fam. M- M- Mitch, go ahead and give your why and then let's go ahead and give Dave a chance to rebuttal. Let's talk it through. Maggie referee. as a family.
4: Because <laughs> That's I, how I we are. I mean I I guess, you know, you could put out, you know, uh, another tight end in that set where I mean, I think you could fill that role, but I mean Honestly, I, I think Leighton Vander was the heart and soul of this defense. And to be honest, I mean, if, if we're throwing out hot takes,
1: love them. Are we looking spicy? At,
4: are we looking at Sean Lee number two right now? Oh. Oh.
3: Number two meaning what?
1: Injury. As breath. far
4: as injury, as far as injury riddled.
1: Oh
3: yeah, well, uh, oh oh, I see I, Sean Lee 2.0. Sean Lee okay, 2.0. Yeah, yeah. Thank I you. I you. I Thank get, you. I get Sorry. What
4: you're not no. about not not good with words right now. I yeah. will say
1: about, about the tight end thing, I will say I just see them veer as they were leaning into that and I feel like I just see them pulling back on it. But
3: that's, that's the big thing for me. I mean, listen, I'm not saying it's going to be great, but Joe Thomas has started a lot of games in this league. He's played a lot of years. you got Joe Thomas. Uh, they signed Rashad Smith uh, off of Chicago's practice squad. You obviously have Jalen. They have bodies at linebacker, guys who have done the job.
1: Yeah, doing the job and being at a level is different.
3: Well, of course, but that's what you're dealing with during the course of the season. Like, you, you don't, yeah. there aren't very many guys. But you don't
1: expect to have to do it for more than, like, one or two games. No,
3: don't get me wrong, they're in trouble. But they're more in trouble at tight end because take a look at what they got there. We saw what Dalton Schultz did in the second half of that game. It wasn't good. Sean McCune never played in an NFL game. Who? Uh, exactly. Undrafted rookie who made the team. He was a healthy and active.
0: In the most respectful way, Sean.
3: Blake Bell. Blake Bell. I'm sure you're great. Belldozer. Five seasons. uh, Seasons. 38 career catches over five seasons. Do the math on how many catches that is per year. I think it's about seven. Uh, Mine is okay. Cole Hickettini. Two NFL catches over his entire career. They do not have a tight end who has performed at the NFL level On their roster now that Blake is hurt and it concerns me because you need a guy Blake Jarwin was gonna be so important to this offense cuz he was gonna open up the middle of the field he was gonna be able to stretch the seam he was gonna be able to make defenses pay for paying too much attention to Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup and CD lamb and they don't have that guy now and it bums me out Um, I'm gonna be interested to see how these next one or two games go because if the offense struggles, I think you gotta you gotta find a way to 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 fix that tight end production. I just what you have, I'm just not convinced is gonna cut it. But there's, to, there's your hot take.
4: But Damn to it. to counterpoint that, honestly, from what it looked like, yeah, the offense came out with some you know, as much as we don't like preseason, preseason does help. You know, you you sure. you get the kinks out. You know, we didn't we, you know, we didn't get to see that, you know, it's almost like college football. They went in guns blazing week 1. But to be honest, if I looked at that game week 1, I saw a defense that was highly touted, that struggled more than the offense. Alden Smith was your n- probably oh, number well, one the defense defensive had a player way
3: worse. The defense had a way worse night than the offense. Well,
4: sure. and I mean, if we're going to if we're going to, you know, 100-P call it what it is, Alden Smith was your number one probably defensive player of that game, a guy who's been out of the league for five years on a defense that was supposed to be stacked
0: lit. Wait. Go ahead and go ahead and say that one more time. Repeat for the for the crowd. He's been out how long Alden
4: Smith, a guy that's been out of the league for five years? Am I wrong? Five years. Five years. He's been more of a headline in TMZ than he has in NFL network. Oh and Pepper? he was probably your leading defensive player If not, your player of the game for the Cowboys.
3: Like definitively.
4: Definitively. Are
1: you concerned by this? No. I'm excited by it. Oh. This really gets me sauced up. Let's fucking go. I mean, sorry. (laughs) Damn it. We'll cut that. (laughs) No, we won't. Explicit.
4: We won't cut that.
3: The
1: Rams. R. J. You should have known when I poured. Wine into Kelsey's cup that that was coming
3: it's her sister's birthday to be fair
1: yeah so therefore it's mine so I, same bloodline to,
4: to go back after all that fun to go back to that I really think that at the beginning of this that Leighton is a it's a bigger loss than Jarwin
3: I think of it this way the offense is supposed to be the, you know, souped-up Camaro or the Ferrari or the Lamborghini. So sure. if they're missing a part, that's a problem, whereas the defense is more like a... 1998 Honda Civic you know like they're they're fine I'm not looking like they're not they're not supposed to carry me
4: you put a little nos in that Honda Civic it'll run really fast baby okay but they,
3: <laughs> but, but they don't have any NOS in fact they lost their NOS cuz
0: I just want to say I'm offended that we're talking Riner's about civics and not Camry's and Corollas. hey you it's know fine? what civics can go really fast too listen they can, might be better though.
3: vehicles civics crank out at like 65 miles well if hour you soup it
1: up years. then it can do not slander my nine-to-five That's fine <laughs> Listen, here's the thing. What I really want, I'll tell you what I want. What I really, really want. I wanna, ah,
3: uh, I wanna, ah. Uh, stop it! I'm gonna I delete really, you really, from. Really, really, really
1: stop. want. <laughs> no, sing and sing, that's uh. exactly what I was going for. <laughs> yeah. But the way you said it, I just it made me uncomfy. <laughs> Anyways.
4: So we got spice world going on in here.
1: So my my hot, so off, my spicy take was that I
0: Do you see that segue? I hope you saw that segue. Keep going.
1: <laughs> My spicy take was that I figure I figure. I guess I You know predict that the uh the Cowboys are going to win 28-21. 20, I said C D is gonna catch a touchdown. What's your spice take? Where where are you where are you spicing it up? Good, bad, ugly, oh um, spice
0: up your life. Everybody have a
1: good
4: Honestly
0: on this one I I think Cowboys won by
4: two touchdowns Uh,
0: wow on this one
1: CD gets his first okay okay we we align here we go who's
3: who's getting the takeaways like hey how are we we stopping the
4: you you know what you gotta pick in game one it only starts now right
1: you gotta start Uh at the front Uh it doesn't
4: matter Uh who gets them
1: Uh actually
0: respect to Ange
1: how many how many uh, good record. Can we like retaliate and get six uh, six sacks on Ryan or what? <laughs> um, I think probably not. Zach's coming.
4: I think we're gonna pressure Ryan this week. I really do.
0: Listen, he's a guy that performs well in the pocket, obviously, and but I do think but that, collapse that. Yeah, and I do think that they have a a, a bit of a a bit of a. Mm, there's some uncertainty there more so than usual. I definitely would like to see the guys that we have in play i think they're capable of more than they put out and produced last week so i feel good about that here's the thing i think we get into a, a an issue if we are leading them to get spicier yeah you're right i yeah, mean...
3: you're being way too analytical right now
1: yeah i'm like listen say something i hear bold, that all day sharp. kelsey give me a little zest
4: Matt Ryan is the uh, <laughs> Matt Ryan is the uh, uh, Phil Rivers of the NFC.
1: Yeah. Okay. Facts. I'm what? The the ma- ma- I, I don't know that. about that, but you said it with authority. I believe it. I no. respect that. Here's the
3: thing. Big, tall, white guy who
4: never gets it done. Yeah. I
3: mean, although Matt, I mean Matt Ryan yes. got Matt Ryan guys to the Super Bowl. I mean, twenty-eight to three. To, we don't have to talk about yeah. what happened after he got there. Twenty-eight. 28- Free. Yeah, actually we can. I don't
0: care. That Let me was just twenty. Say this. Yeah, from New Orleans, bro. I'm cool with the Falcons losing as long as Russell Gage goes off because like he's on my fantasy team. So like, let's go, bro. Do
3: you know where Russell Gage went to college?
0: No
3: one cares. Go like away. LSU. UTA. Oh, go Tigers. They don't have a football team.
0: Um, so that's my first one. Team one, happy. I think that I have been enough spicy on all of the. Uh, I don't know. You're not you could, spicy you could at all. Get
1: zestier. You
3: just tried to get John Madden on us, like, oh, like if this happens. I feel like that
1: you're happens. you're a lemon zest on a pizza right now. I don't have spicy. Want... <laughs> this is the
0: same team facing the same team, bro. Ooh, so that's a, runner. That's no, that's a spicy take. That's it's the spicy. same team. That's a spicy take. So Let's who do you go. 34 31 Cowboys. And I think it's going to be like weak sauce. And Greg the Leg's going to go ahead and kick it in. And I'm taking a kicker to go ahead and decide the game. So there's your spicy take. Was meesh. that so hard? You're welcome for this content. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm into it.
4: <laughs> Cowboys by two tutties.
0: Um, <laughs> two tutties, baby. Jack Prescott, a million yards thousand billion qbr guys i'm out of vino i don't know about y'all no but uh we
1: do while we are out of vino we are not out of good vibes
0: I, oh real we're, quick. we're gonna
1: bring in the b-day girls yeah so
0: Hold let's please. do that and now for the this. hottest of the hot takes we have our dear friends and birthday gals allow me to
1: introduce my sister erin and my dearest friend, Chelsea, uh, two birthday girls this week. We are wishing them the happiest of birthdays. Now, uh, go off, fam. Well, Wait, hey we? there. Yeah? Wait. Take it away, <laughs> There we go. <laughs> go. Well, thank you, Dave. Um, this is Erin. Um, my hot take of the week. Um, everyone should know that I am a hardcore jalen smith stan yes, um is. so greatest. yeah i am the stanius of jalen smith so i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that he should uh, get an interception this week i don't know
0: hey. i don't know you respect it. i
3: respect let's
1: it go. i'm feeling i'm feeling bold
0: let's okay. go clear eye view clear <laughs> eye view chels take uh, the floor chels here i'm just gonna go quick and easy and ask for an amari christmas
1: LFG! Yes. <laughs> Amari Christmas in September, let's go! LFG! So that's a, that's a tea that's a tutty. T-
0: yes, absolutely. absolutely. All right. Many can I tutties. get more than All one? Right. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Um,
1: what are your words to the Falcons? Small
0: <laughs> Birds can small. <laughs> what about you?
1: Bye-bye birdies.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. That was beautiful. Well, you heard it here first. Basically, all this of was us. This is Homer Hour. You're welcome. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. This is actually genuinely us recording our friends together um, discussing the realities of what's going to happen this weekend. So, you're welcome for this content. Yeah, this will age while I know it. We know <laughs> this to be fact. Um, thanks for joining us. We appreciate y'all tuning in as always. It really does mean the world to us. You can find us on the Blog and the Boys podcast feed, wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher. Rate, review, subscribe. Truly, thank you guys so much. But going into the weekend, we want to make very sure you do not forget
1: Dallas forever,
0: Philly and Atlanta forever! forever. Bye, guys. (laughs) (laughs)